Hello, and welcome to another episode of a Came from New Jersey podcast. Um, if you don't already know, this is the podcast where we talk about music from New Jersey, um, album by album. So I'm Pete, and I'm here with uh, my other host, Bob. Bob, what's hey. going on? I'm good. I feel like this is like uh, an after hours t- style episode. Like I'm, I'm way looser. We're not talking like any specific album. So I'm like kind of breezy. It feels good. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to have these breaks every once in a while. You know, I mean, we spend a lot of time thinking about the albums and going deep. So I feel like it is good to, you know, have an episode like this every once in a while where we uh, kind of decompress a little bit. Yeah, so uh, thank you. Let's let's start it by saying thanks to everybody who's been listening. Um, this episode is is for you and and for new listeners who, if the, you know, uh, the other podcast I'm on and many other podcasts before have said uh, any episode can be someone's first episode. So if you're just joining us today, thank you. Um, more so, even the people who've been with us since the first episode. Thank you guys so much. It's really cool to see that. And it's really cool to feel that support of everybody who's been listening because it's, it's like fun. Um, as you've noticed, probably our goal is to talk about all kinds of music and uh, hopefully expose people to new stuff, things they might've missed. And I mean, do the same for ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had some consistent people that have been there from day one that write us regularly about everything. So Thank you to all of you. You know who you are. Um, and like Bob said, I mean, if you're new to the show, welcome. Um, we are always looking for feedback. So if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, if there's any album specifically you want to hear us talk about, um, let us know because we, uh, we're taking notes. We have a whole list of records to get to eventually, but we have so a lot of time. Shared to- Google, so many shared Google sheets, man. We, yeah, got, it, we, got, yeah. it, we got it all. <laughs> That's true. Um, if someone wants to do that, Pete, let's do this part all up front. Uh, we're getting you know business out of the way. Uh, you can email us at it came from njpod at gmail.com. and you can find us on social media at at it came from njpod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and if you leave reviews, great. We really appreciate that. That really helps. Five star um, reviews. So please. yeah, five stars, and uh, we will. Um, take your album recommendations more seriously. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, yo, Pete, so to kind of start off light, what's your, what's your recording setup right now? Because I don't, you, you, you kind of know this. I'm, I think I spoiled it before the episode, but I quite often record, once it gets to be dark outside, I record in the dark, um, usually with the light of my computer screen being, being fine. That's all I need. <laughs> and yep. uh but right now i actually have a candle lit because i've been in here for a while and um i just want to smell something else let's just say it like that i don't want to smell myself anymore i'd like to smell the candle i feel you but what's your setup right now what do you what, what's your uh studio recording looking like so you told me about the candle and uh it actually influenced me so i actually have a candle burning right now myself <laughs> oh i love um, that we're on the but same I, wavelength. I also made a cup of tea, so I gotta like. There's a lot of cool scents going on right now. Um, I have uh, lemon seltzer that's been getting me through the evening so far. There you so go. I'm, I'm kind of nursing that. That'll do it. So where do we want to start today? This is a this is like a mailbag episode, but even more than that, it's like a decompress. Like 
uh, random chat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I wanted to do a few things. Um, we have some Instagram polls that we did. I wanted to, you know, go through those with you. Um, I want to talk about maybe some non podcast related music, like Mm -hmm. other things you may have been listening to that, you know, maybe you listened to the Dillinger escape plan and it made you think about some other band and you went and checked them out, you know, so kind of what's happening, um, you know, outside of the confines of the podcast, um, we got some questions from listeners. We can go through those. And, uh, and then I was thinking actually we could decide on some records for the future because we did hear, you know, from a lot of people about a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of albums that we're hearing uh, about a lot more than others. So, um, maybe we could d- decide on two or three of those. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. All right. This sounds like a fun ride. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is, uh, to quote our friend, Chris Conley, uh please pete just drive (laughs) all right so let's give the countdown of what we've done so far so you know like bob said you know when it comes to uh recording equipment and our little uh like how we're actually recording these things i gotta say i was uh i was a little bit um embarrassed by the early episodes not for the content of what we were doing but I hadn't quite figured out my sound situation at that point. So, you know, I think it, the first episode, I'm kind of just yelling into my laptop. And then like the <laughs> next, the next, the next episode, I had like some fucked up headphones yeah. with, you know, that where I was talking into and I don't know, but you I got sound really good now though. Yeah. You sound so, great. so I got the mic hookup. I got some headphones. It's all going through the laptop. I feel like a professional now. So we're in a better place, you know, go back and listen to those old episodes, but, um, hopefully everyone's uh, cool with the, the, the sound quality getting a little better. But that being said, first episode we covered was uh gaslight anthem 59 sound yep which um, we still have a lot of people going back to that was yeah. one that was fun because that was uh that was the first time either of us i think had listened to the gaslight anthem yes yes now here's my question for you have you gone back to gaslight anthem at large or that record so i haven't but i've been thinking about them um and i'm the more I think about them, the more curious I am to cover another Gaslight Anthem record at some point. Cause I feel like we could go with the record before we could go with the record after and they'll be equally interesting. So, and, and yeah. people, people love that band. So people had a lot of opinions about that one. So yeah, we had a lot cool. of, we had a lot of strong feelings about that record. Yeah. I, um, I have not, but I've gotten lots of feedback from people, both pro and con, um, that record. I think, man, you know what it is to me on that record is that I think the production is a make or break for a lot of people. And I almost see like a, an age disparity. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of young people have no issues with the production. Um, I think a lot of people our age and older are like, this is like very glossy. Yep. Um, for a rock and roll album, blah, blah, blah. But, but to me, uh, you know, a couple of those songs were real, real earworms when we were going through and listening. And, and I mean, you know, pulling back the curtain as we do, I probably listened to that record like eight, nine, ten times in prep for that first episode because I really wanted us to get it right. Yeah. Whereas for some of these records I'm going through, I would say most records I listen to four, maybe five times. 
the least is three. Um, the Misfits is probably the most because I listened to that 10,000 times before we recorded our episode. Also um, much shorter record. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also I've been listening to it since I was, you know, 14 or whatever. True. Um, but I haven't gone back to Gaslight. I'm curious, and I guess we'll talk about it later, but I'm curious about going to another one of their records. I almost want to go to the record that came after this one first. Sure. I'm curious if if there's anything that'll pull me in more than that record did, which is to say, is there anything that can make me like a regular listener as opposed to a, oh, this is pretty okay. It's not cracking my regular rotation. Yeah. I mean, we could also go the entirely opposite direction and just do Brian Fallon solo material. <sighs> Yo, <laughs> you don't want to dive into the deep end like that? I mean, I look, so look, if somebody said you got to do this, I will. I, I'm, I'm curious about it, but, but like, am I going to feel hmm. like, I don't want to be, I'm trying not to be negative here. Right. I'm trying to be nice. Scott. Oh, we try um, to keep it positive all the time here. Let's keep it positive. Yeah. Like, like the job you go into where everyone's gloom and doom, try to keep, try exactly. to keep a smile on your face. Keep your head up. There's something about that trajectory that you better be superior with the output on your solo records. Um, because, all right, let's talk about this more holistically. When you're going from full band to now I am solo singer-songwriter style, what is the move that makes it feel organic or unique or not, not like you're not wrote, not like something that a million people have done before you? I don't know. I mean, um, what do you have in mind? I mean, I feel like I think, okay, uh, I'll, go ahead. Go. I mean, you, I just, I, I, I feel like, you know, what makes it feel like, less genuine is when it just ends up being this really um accessible thing um you know when they're when when their name is essentially a brand name and you know there's there's just less kind of quality behind the songs and the lyrics um you know depending on the musician but I, i feel like a lot of the time you'll have these like really deep thinkers and then they kind of just like you know like break it down to the basis level. So it's like the most accessible and, you know, people can kind of tell they're not really putting the work in there. Um, What are you thinking? So to me, the way to make it not feel like you're just treading, like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do now. I was in the cool rock band and now I'm going to do my solo project. Um, Dan Higgs, who was in the, nascent dc discord records uh, post hardcore question mark band lungfish mm. his solo material is like hey my weird and kind of odd band lungfish was not quite weird enough for me so here's my solo material right there's not a soul on earth who could accuse him of trying to do something that someone else had done before right um with his solo material i think there's other people who've gone on to do solo material that you know a step out of their comfort zone so i don't know you know like maybe we listen to this brian fallon record and 
I'm shocked because it's, you know, um, a really different take than I would have imagined. Because what I'm picturing right now is that there's a lot of strumming and uh, some quiet vocal parts and then louder vocal parts. And it's a lot like Gaslight Anthem, but just him and the guitar. And it's like, no, it's just me and my guitar, man. Right. And uh, I don't mean to say that in a dismissive way. I, there are people listening right now who might be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that because it's like, oh, you know, like that's what exactly what a lot of people want. And maybe we'll like it, but I'm not sure. So I'm curious to hear that. That, was, might... that was our very first episode. That's cool. Yeah. So from there, we went into Monster Magnet. Um, I'm not going to lie. I haven't gone back to listen to actually no that's not true i listened to um monolithic baby since then oh, okay cool um which i'm a fan of i like that um i mean I, I think i mentioned in the episode i like early era monster magnet probably everything up to um everything up to dopes to infinity the most um and then power trip i like a lot um but then of yep. the kind of mid era i guess monster magnet records um I really like monolithic baby. So I went back to that one. And then um, I should mention there's a great, great um, local Monmouth County band called the ribeye brothers. Oh, nice. Which is composed of um, some ex members of monster magnet um, who were actually in the band, you know, from the beginning and then left, I think after God says no um, for the most part, but they just put out a new record called, um, every july peas grow there yep um and i highly recommend it to everybody it's like great um like kind of dirgy like um back from the grave kind of like 60s rock and roll um yeah like garage rock but in the way that that you have to reference like hey 60s in it instead of just like the more modern definition. yeah 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 they're definitely reaching back but it's it's really well done Great. people can check them out at the ribeyebrothers.bandcamp.com that album's up there you can check yeah. that whole thing out yep um i have not gone back to monster magnet but what it made me think about was their place a lot um and i think we talked about it on our previous mailbag episode that was more of a true mailbag like they never got some of the same I mean, they clearly were a successful band. They did a lot. Like, let's be oh, yeah. very clear about that. But, you know, um, I have gone and listened to a lot. I actually did a big COC dive on their early 90s records. Um, what are they? Um, well, I, I stopped at America's Volume Dealer. Um, but Deliverance and Blind, I, I did a bunch of listening to. Which, there's some value in a few of those tracks. I'm not. I'm not dying for all of it. But, um, but you know, like I'm a huge Nebula fan when we listen to that monster magnet record it made me listen to that more. And, and Nebula just has a more like true rock kind of feel than like less metal. It's, it's a little less edgy yeah. than monster magnet. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I think that was a great record and I hope, and I, I kind of expect there's people who, who have been listening, who that was their introduction to the band, which is kind of funny, but yeah, um, it's a cool record. Um, after that, we did Misfits Walk Among Us. That was way harder to do than I think either of us expected. 
really, really hard to do. Yeah. Um, it made me like, it, I'm really actually interested in doing an episode on like famous monsters because I think it would be so much easier to do than that one. You know, just something I have no familiarity with and like no attachment to. Yeah. I think we might that let's put that on the short list. Um, it's hard. I, I mentioned to some, a, a friend of ours that we did that misfits record and it was the hardest part about doing it was that it's like, how do you, how do you describe the misfits sound to someone who has never heard them when it's so ingrained in, in my brain, you yeah. know, it's yep. like, what do the misfits sound like? Well, like the misfits. Yeah. Does it sound like the Ramones. I mean, <laughs> No, but I actually, yes, kind if you've never, you yeah. never heard the Misfits, um, then yeah, maybe they do kind of sound like the Ramones. You know, yeah. if you have no reference point, that's a good place to start. So that was great. And then we actually had that. That was when uh, we had Brian Gorsigner from Nightbirds come on. That was awesome. That was very, that was great. Um, we're definitely going to have him on again for another one. And peek behind the curtain, the Misfits Walk Among Us episode is our most popular episode currently. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Good to know. Like that. So it was tough, but it was worth it. People are going to it. I like that. And I, I would actually, I mean, maybe my favorite episode we recorded so far was Springsteen, Born in the USA. That was a fun one. Yeah, because I, 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 I think, it. I mean, it we're both... Fun. We're both familiar, but at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like either of us like felt attached to it at all in the way that we were attached to the Misfits. So we can kind of look at it, yep. you know, differently. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. And uh, that one was fun. I think we got into, like nice conversations on that. For sure. Um, you continue to be proven in the minority with your uh, un, un understandable <laughs> dislike of Dancing in the Dark. Yeah. So let's just check really quick. Let's see how many uh, millions upon millions of people listen to this. This is Bruce Springsteen's uh, top song on Spotify, 286 million. Um, a, only a solid uh, 66 million more than Born in the USA. It's a hit, man. I said it was a hit. Yeah. I don't I don't have to like it because it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very true. Very true. Um yeah, that was but a good yeah, one. even even last week, AP Mike, you know, had to had to vote for it. He said he even has the twelve inch single. So here we are. I think me and AP Mike might be grooving down at the bar to dance in the dark. Pretty yeah. soon, you guys will, you guys will be at Mass's Tavern. I'll be sitting at home. Yeah, well, you'll be there, but you'll just kind of. I think we can get your toe tapping if me yeah. and Mike are cutting the rug. Like you'll get you'll get into it. I'll join in. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> we'll see how many. We might have to give you a couple beers. Yeah. Um, Scissor control. So this was a lot of fun. And this one, it was extra funny because I think, I think it was like the day or two after it could have even been the day of that we released it. Um, she put out a new song, um, which she hadn't put out a new song in a long time. So it was kind of a big deal. And, uh, I had a few people hit me up, be like, yo, like you guys made this happen somehow. I don't know how, but <laughs> it so. was in the water. Uh, this was one of the ones that I listened to the record super hard. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, additionally, I think we had a good amount that we cut off this record, but like I'm going through it right now. There's some, there's some really good songs in this. And I was actually happy because I was, you know, I'm not going to say low key dismissive, but I was, it was easy for me to overlook this record, despite the fact that 
as reference, there was a time where I felt like you couldn't turn around without seeing someone posting about this record. Right. You know, for sure. I mean, and this one, I really liked it. Um, and I've gone back to it, but this one is challenging in a different way where like, I think, you know, we've said it before, but like, you know, you and I have a certain lane, I think of music that we listen to. So part of the thing is to like get outside of that lane and, uh, talk about other things. And it's, it's uh it's a challenge but it's 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 something i like doing i mean i think that we've had we actually had a lot of people hit us up and be like yo you have to get into some jazz records you know like count basie and this and that and like Mm. dude Mm. like i would love to but i can't even i don't even know how i would talk about like we'd have to have a a jazz pro on here you know know, so like what would be fun for that actually i think we could here's here's what we'd have to do let's set the expectation that we're Nobody, no one's doing nothing. Yeah. That said, we went through, listened to a bunch of these. Here's the ones we like the most. Here's why. And, sure. And, you know, to me, it's it's been like a fun activity. It's the same. It's perfect for us to talk about this when we're talking about Sizzle Control because this is a record that's outside of, easily outside of my lane, the lane adjacent to what I'm into, and the lane adjacent to that one. That said, it doesn't mean it's not a type of music I like or enjoy when I listen to it. You know, like she actually blends on this record, really, like pulls in a lot of like funk and R&B elements into the hip hop. That's awesome. Like it's, this record's great. But when it's that, when it's outside of your normal, if you're going to be able to talk about it, even if you're saying, even if you're talking about it in the kind of way that we're talking about it, you really have to listen. Like you have to listen to it a bunch. Yeah, and you have to pick up on it, and you have to like think about it. And I, I, I tend to believe that when it's something that's way, that's a fastball pitch, it's like, oh, yep, yep, yep. You know, it's any kind of music that's right dead in the middle of what I like. I either am quick to embrace it or quick to dismiss it. And a record like this, much easier to like give it time, sit in it, dwell in it, think about it. And that's, I think, what we'd have to do for something like like doing a handful of jazz records. I think we'd do an episode where we go, okay, here's the ones we liked. Here's where we start. Here's where to go. Give this yeah. a try. If this is for you, great. If this isn't for you, that's okay, too. Yeah, no, we can make that work. That's a good point. I, I like that idea. Um, yeah, because, I mean... I think I've referenced it here a few years ago. Like I've always liked reggae and uh, I've always liked dub. And I was like, yo, there's so much of it. And whenever I hear it, I'm into it. And I've had friends make me mixes that I've liked. But I was like, let me do the legwork. It's been a while. Like since I did the legwork of like diving into a genre. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, there's a bunch of stuff here. Let me listen and see what I like, what sticks out, what doesn't. And, I actually really enjoyed it and it kind of, it gave me a whole new kind of world to play around in. I found stuff that I go back to all the time. That's just now kind of part of my curriculum, you know, like it's something I'm listening to every week, if not more frequently than a week. And I feel like jazz is one of those things that, that uh, at this point in my life could be a nice thing to pull in. So I'm always looking for something that I can put on, and enjoy and have kind of as an underlying tempo to my day 
but that isn't going to be, you know, in the more <laughs> aggressive style of shark sure. that I enjoy, you know? No, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, I love mixes. I still with reggae, like I still have certain records that I go to, like, like the Congo's record is one that I mm. listen to all the time and I own, but then I have mixtapes that friends made me over the years. And I honestly go back to those more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I, I strongly agree. Let's see this. So the next um, one we hit was Yola Tango. Um, I can hear the heart beating as one. So this one I haven't gone back to. I mean, I was familiar with this. Um, I know that since we released that episode, they actually announced a new album called We Have Amnesia Sometimes. Oh, that's I like coming that. out. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a weirder, kind of more ambient record like more experimental vibe that would um, make sense. so you know and they kind of do that they'll do like covers albums then they'll do an original album then they'll do like an experimental like soundtracky album and so yeah who knows um i think that's coming soon this um, record really I, i've gone back a few times i actually put a couple songs on a mix um and uh it just makes me think of sweaters for whatever reason. It makes me think of late nineties. I had a couple funny big sweaters and this record uh, sounds like what those sweaters felt like, which was, yeah. which was pleasant. Yeah. Um, then we got into metal Dillinger escape plan. And then two weeks ago we did overkill. Um, yeah. We have a lot of metal fans listening. It's cool. Yeah, we do. we do. Um, I've had a couple conversations about Dillinger escape plan since this. Yeah, it's been fun because, for the most part, most people I interact with are much more on the calculating infinity spectrum than Miss Machine. Yeah, but it was interesting is that people have pretty strong feelings one way or the other, um, and I know the Overkill record really struck a lot of people. Many of whom were like, "No one ever talks about Overkill." Ah, <laughs> yeah, which was cool to hear too. Yeah, uh, what did you? What kind of feedback did you get on those episodes? So Dillinger Escape Plan, um, pretty much what you're saying. I mean, most people, I think, are in the Calculating Infinity camp. Um, yeah. The Miss Machine people, I don't think, are listening to our podcast, you know, which is fine. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't, know, I don't know where they are because I want to talk to them. Um, and well, then over- probably, It's probably like, you know, it's hard to tell with a band like Dillinger, but it feels like there's not two to one. But it feels like there's a lot of Miss Machine folks out there, but I guess maybe they're more just general population. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Overkill, yeah, lots of love for Overkill. Um, And I think that's one we'll have to come back to just because people are so psyched. I think they're a metal band's metal band. Like, I feel like people who love metal really really love overkill because they don't they don't get the love that the big four get yeah they don't get the love that they don't get the love that like the next four get you know what i mean yeah and and if we said you know there's the big four and then let's let's say there's a next four overkill has an argument that they're still that they could be in the mix for right behind that group you know yeah you know like it's not to 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 undermine them or, or dismiss them. But um, 
Yeah, like hearing from people who really like them, it was neat. Um, I think, I will... yeah, oh God, I think we might need to we might need to do another one of the records. I will say that I went and listened to or I uh, watched um, the Ratskates documentary. Yeah, that, that Dave mentioned. Yeah, Born Shout in the Dave. basement. Um, it was great. I highly recommend it. There are right. specifically the scenes where uh, Rat Skates is in the skate shop and his buddy is interviewing them. They're fucking gold. Big fan. Have you ever seen Decline of Western Civilization 2? It's one of my favorites. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been talking with friends about having it uh, in the in the before times when when people could socialize um, and not just listen to podcasts. Um, <laughs> There was talk of doing a uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 watch party. Oh, that'd be fun. So uh, I'll keep you in the loop on that. Maybe we can get involved in making that happen. I would love Um, it. I've watched that one so many times that I honestly, I realized that I've only watched Decline 1 maybe twice. (laughs) And I need to go back to it because I don't really remember all that much of it. Sure. Um, You know, I I think as we go through here... um, you know, the ones we haven't talked about. We, we just did that brand new Bruce Springsteen record last week. Yep. Um, I had a lot of fun with doing that. Doing that with AP Mike was super cool. Yeah. Um, and his knowledge on it was awesome. So big gratitude to him for joining us for that episode. Yeah. Um, I wonder, there's so many diehard Bruce Springsteen listeners out there, you know. And do you think, like, do you think that they all check out everywhere well let me clarify they don't they clearly don't all check out every single record but in the current streaming format do you think that impacts the amount of people who are willing to like oh i I like bruce springsteen let me check this record out because unless i heard good things about it which i did on this record and clearly we're doing it for this podcast there's a chance i would have skipped you know like i think i referenced I've gone back and, and listened to a bunch of the post 2000 records, but I, I think the last one I had actively heard was the rising. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, this is not for me. <laughs> and, um, and you know, when I went through largely most of the post 2002 material was also eh, take it or leave it not, not blow my skirt up. But uh, but this record, I actually I felt warm about. I, I actually kind of yeah. connected with it more than I expected. Yeah, no, it definitely had some tracks. Um, I really like that Mike was digging into the the lyrics in this way that I don't feel like we we tend to do, you know. So that was a helpful perspective. No, and as, and as someone that's been like a lifelong fan, that was cool too. And he he so exactly. I guess that brings my point. He clearly he checks out every record. Yeah, Bruce puts out a new record. He's checking it out. Do you think that's the way everybody is? Or do you think it's when they hear it's good? Oh, let me check out the new Bruce. So, I mean, I'll say from personal experience, I definitely listen to a lot more new albums just in general, I think as a result of streaming and Spotify. Yep. Um, Just because it's so simple, you know, it's like, oh, you know, whoever put out a new record, um, I'm just going to put it on. I'm going to, you know, mark it and listen to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really giving everything a deep listen, but I feel like I definitely stay on top of things as a result of that in this way that I just wouldn't if I 
you know, had to listen to things on the radio or, you know, buy the CD or buy the record or whatever. For sure. Know? So, for sure. so I have to think that more people are checking it out. Um, you know, whether you're watching the new single on YouTube or whatever it is, I feel like people are getting in there. If, if they're a fan of Springsteen, I, I, I have to like, I have to think that he didn't win over any new fans with the new record. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. That And that also makes me ask, and, and like, we won't spend too much time on this. The Bruce Springsteen record might have like a, uh, like you have to be over the age of 35 to, for sure. uh, to listen to this record. You that know? was actually like, a question that I meant to ask in our episode on it and didn't get to, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone, you know, younger than 35 is checking this out. Yeah. But, um, so going to the complete opposite end of that, uh, Halsey manic, I think that record, I got a surprising amount of positive feedback from people. Did you? Yeah. Who, who were saying, you know, that's definitely not a record I would have listened to. Um, I must really like your podcast to check this out, but okay. Um, but we're like, you know, that wasn't bad. That was pretty, pretty pleasant. Um, and, uh, I felt pretty good about some of our reference points to it. Like, I, I think, what did I say? Dido. I think there was a couple other, like Ellie Goulding, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I think we did a pretty good job of, of tacking something that we definitely weren't, weren't in our comfort zone with. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That was a fun one. Um, more pop music to come. And, yeah, yeah. And then uh Red Man, I think is the last one. So well, we didn't do Screaming Females. Screaming oh sorry. Females awesome. Sorry, yeah, you're right. We were, I, skipping, I, I threw a curveball in there. Screaming Females Power Move. Um a record I haven't gone back to since we recorded, but that I really feel curious about. Um their more recent records. Like I almost want to skip ahead to their latest release. Yeah, it's funny, like it's kind of as a result of this podcast probably, but I have been kind of itching to check out their later stuff. Yeah. And I don't do it because I want to hold off for like future episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You want to go and clean. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, and then red man, red man was awesome. I, I think red man is the record I've, so of this list, I have Yola Tango has made some mixes. Um, I believe I listened to tracks off Born in the USA when I did a uh, big drive, summer Mm -hmm. drive, because it felt very apropos. Um, And despite the fact that, you know, we're, we're going through, you know, there's been a lot of fall season and we've made it all the way through October and all that. um, I, haven't put the misfits on but yola tango and this red man record are the records that i've gone back to the most since recording yeah red man for me too for sure that's one where i was just like how have i never heard this this is great um and i really want to get into some of his other records too and i i got the sense with that that it's um overlooked is the right word for it. You know, I I think it's, I think it's both underrated and overlooked. Um, Sometimes something's overlooked. Well, 
I think sometimes things are overlooked but highly regarded, and that's true in this Red Man, in the case of this Red Man record. But I also think that when you listen to it, it feels like it feels every bit as vital as many of the other classic rap records of this time. And it doesn't, it just doesn't get mentioned. It doesn't get thrown in the mix with some yeah. of the heavyweights, you know? Yep. And maybe it's it's just one step down from like the literal tops of the genre of the time, but it's really good. And it's got so much personality. And like the more and more time that I spend with music of all types, that's the, that's kind of like one of the overlying, like uh, this is going to pull me in and this is what's going to separate people from separate records from other records is how much personality it exudes. Yeah, no, for sure. I actually noticed because you were talking about how he's, you know, underappreciated and kind of never really talked about, but then, you know, I follow, I'm a record collector. As Mm -hmm. I've mentioned, I follow all these blogs and, you know, new releases and whatever. And there's a company called vinyl me, please that maybe, you know, you've heard of or other people have heard of, but, um, they basically reissue classic records. So they'll do like a classic hip hop record, you know, once a month and like a classic rock record once a month. And when I say classic rock, it's like, you know, it could be like a 90s shoegaze record, but it's like a record that, you know, was maybe underappreciated or hasn't been in print on vinyl for a while. So I was looking at that. I got their newsletter and it turns out they're reissuing muddy waters for this month. So I guess, uh, there's definitely, you know, interest in Redman at this point. I mean, someone's buying those records. Yeah, shout out. That's cool. It makes me cool. happy to hear that. No, for sure. So, switching gears here. I got a little game, Bob. Oh, you know I love games. Um, <laughs> I know you do, so we're going to play one. And uh, oh, I'm going to ask the fun. questions you're going to guess. So here's the deal. We, we had a few Instagram poll questions about the Overkill episode specifically. Okay. Um I want you to guess it's basically, it's going to be, you know, overkill versus another band. So I want you to guess which band won that poll and then roughly by what percentage. Okay. Okay. Okay, So I'm guessing who won and the percentage. Correct. Okay. First question, overkill or Exodus? Okay. I'm going to say Exodus 60, 40. Wow. Wow. 5941. So yeah, we'll wow. give it to you. We'll just round okay. it off. Perfect. All right, good, good, good. Wow. All right. Overkill or Metallica? Oh, uh Metallica. Eighty-seven percent. Eighty-three percent. Dude, that's really good. I'm good. I'm good. And just so you guys know, Bob is not looking at the Instagram. I'm not. Page. I'm not looking at the Instagram page. I'm not. I'm looking at uh, Spotify actually, just in general. Well played. I don't even have my phone in the room. What about that? All right, just a candle. No, just a candle. Um, Overkill or Megadeth? Okay, it's it's Megadeth, but it's not quite that. Uh, seventy thirty. 6337. Okay, all right. Close pretty, enough. Pretty close. I'm pretty close. close. That yeah. one's further, but close. Okay. Good. I, I like that. No, you're on a roll. Overkill or Slayer? That one's a landslide. It's Slayer. It could be it could be like 95%. I'm gonna say it's 92%. 
Yo, 97%. Oh, and I, wow. And I'll, I'll say that it was 100% up until like the last couple hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's that, that one. Like, let's take a quick, let's take a quick pause. I have a Slayer confession. Okay. When I was in middle school, I thought Slayer was just for like shitty dirtbags who smoke cigarettes behind the middle school and who also go to middle school. I wasn't wrong, (laughs) but it took me getting into punk music and then, you know, hardcore and then slowly into metal to actually learn an appreciation for Slayer. Like speaking strictly on music, Slayer Rain and Blood is so good. It's just so good. So good. And there's elements of other Slayer, South of Heaven, you know, um, there's elements of other Slayer records that I think are relatively undeniable. And despite some of the more disagreeable elements of the band that are well known and documented and yada, yada, yada. um, Damn. If you're a fan of heavy music or very aggressive music, it's they're pretty hard to deny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. Like that's not that's not Overkill's fault that that Slayer. That's all Slayer. That's Slayer taking it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my <laughs> wife who does yeah. not listen to metal music whatsoever. The other night she was like, "I need some new music to run to because I'm just running to oh. like '80s dance music," and oh. I was like. I was like, well, what, what are you thinking? She was like, I want something like hard and fast, like some of that shit that like you listen to that I'm never paying attention to. Yeah. And I was like, let me put on a Slayer song for you. And she was like in, like she was like wow. so in, which is like totally out of character for her. But apparently that's her new uh, running jam. So there Yo, you go. I mean, that Slayer is a good cardio. It's it's it, it should slide right into the cardio machine. I think you know, like <laughs> agreed. I, I think I've put on. You know, when I have done it is when I'm hitting the wall, and I'm like, yo, I just need I need something. I put that on, and then it's like, I'm, go time. Yeah, it's 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 on. It might have been a bad decision because afterwards I'm not. I'm gonna really feel it, but it's like it doesn't matter. I'm gonna run through a wall. Yeah. All right, let's back to the polls. Okay, uh, yeah, Slayer crushed Overkill. It was almost it was almost unanimous. Ouch. Almost unanimous. Yep, we okay. got three more. Okay, let's hear it. Overkill or Anthrax? <sighs> Man, see, I sometimes low rate Anthrax personally because I'm not just I'm just not a huge Anthrax guy. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be Anthrax. It's going to be. Megadeth was only 63%, 63, 37. 63, yeah. I'm going to put Anthrax at 67. Dude, 68. You're like like right there, man. Yeah, I'm close. All right, good, 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 good. Well played. I'm good at games. Yeah, very good. I'll give you a warning to my other podcast. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, Overkill or Testament? Okay, it's Testament. This one I'm going to put closer, though. I'm going to put this at 60-40. 55-45. 
Oh, even closer than I thought. Okay. Good. Yeah, close. I was surprised by this. I, I actually, I really like those early Testament records. What, um, I'm thinking of Exodus. Uh, Testament, what's their big one? It's not Bound in Blood. That's Exodus. It's, um, um, I'm trying to think of what the big record is. Uh, da, 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 I'm da, blanking. Da. Hold on. No, it's not. Maybe it's not even. Is it uh, self-titled? The Legacy? Could that be it? The Legacy and the New the Order. Cover. Oh, the New Order. The New Order is the cover I know with the earth on it. Yeah, those records were big. I actually, the, I, listened, I listened to the newest one called Titans of Creation on a run recently. Okay. Um, just because I know that now they have at least one, maybe two guys who played in the death metal band Death. Um, oh, specific, yeah. yeah. Specific, specifically the drummer who's like fucking amazing. Um, so I really just listened for him and uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it just sounded like to me, it sounded like if Metallica like took a different direction, like they could end up there somehow. Interesting. You know, what's killing me when I look at this 613, 448, 458, 632, 643, 509. Man, that's the biggest difference to me when it comes to metal and like punk or, or hardcore music just the length of songs this is the length of these songs are so goddamn long Ugh, yeah all right you, you got you got to do something crazy to keep my attention for five minutes i'll say that no i feel you <laughs> all right uh we got one more don't we last one overkill right, or nuclear assault oh oh and testament was 55 45 yep All right. Um, my heart is saying <laughs> that Overkill wins fifty-two forty-eight, but my head is saying Nuclear Assault fifty-seven. So it's Nuclear Assault sixty-four thirty-six. Okay, okay. So I was off, but I was close. Okay. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, your your head was good. close. Your heart was off. My heart, well, because and it, and it was really. I just wanted. I was kind of rooting for the underdog there. Yeah. Hmm. Where did you go on that nuclear assault or overkill for you? <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Um, I think I'm going. Man, I got to think about nuclear assaults. I haven't. I haven't done that it. stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like <clears throat> so much of the thrash metal world was something I hit in a time and period and was just like, Oh, let me check this out. But I hadn't gotten into, I wasn't into it before I was into punk music. Yeah. I got into it. Oh, game over is really good. Um, I didn't get back into it or step back into it with like any, like there was no time frame where I was just sitting in this and this is like, this is my music. Yeah. So, it's sort of hard for me. Um, but like that, that one nuclear assault, the record game over is awesome. Like, I love it. Like, that's a fucking really good record. I probably like that record more than overkill taking over. See, that's um, where I'm at. Yeah. I think that's enough. That's it. And, but I can't, I can barely speak. Like I'm, I'm looking at the overkill scar or the nuclear assault discography. Excuse me. I've heard survive. 
I'm looking at the cover. It's familiar. After Survive, I've seen Handle with Care, but I'm not sure I've heard it. And then beyond that, it's all foreign. Yeah. So, um, you know, that there's, there's some of that stuff that <clears throat> I'd like to do a little bit more of a, a – spend some time with because i i there's i have older friends who are like older brooklyn guys or guys from new jersey who were going to a lot of the shows in brooklyn like starting mid 80s like seeing slayer at lamore like that kind of thing right swear by nuclear assault swear by them are like that band's awesome their shows were great but you know so yeah uh, i'm gonna lean nuclear assault over overkill but it's pretty close that's cool. I actually, they're they're one of the bands that I wanted to check out more after that Overkill episode, but I ended up going in this direction of the wave of British heavy metal stuff. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I was texting with uh, a friend of mine about it who goes super deep on all that stuff. Yeah. And he gave me a list of records to check out. So my last couple weeks have been like Angel Witch, Witchfinder General, mm-hmm. um, Samson, Saxon. Raven, all these bands. And then I ended up listening to a lot of Cannibal Corpse somehow. <laughs> I like Witchfinder General a lot. Most of the other bands there, meh, not so much. New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Um, some of it hits me. Some of it just like, I get it, but I don't like, I'll, I never see myself going back to it. Yeah, let me be very honest. Most of it is totally out of my world. I'm just yeah. not, it doesn't pull me in. I, I'd like to like, I'm more a fan of some of the bands in the last decade who clearly are taking inspiration from that world, but doing it with a slightly more aggressive edge. Yeah. Um, especially vocally, the vocal approach from it. I'm impressed by some of these singers, but not interested if that makes sense. No, I feel you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, all right. So this is a good, so you've been kind of a metal tip. I, um, I actually recently did a dive on Wire. I uh, I actually was spending some time with Pink Flag, and then um, the second record, which name all Chair Missing, Missing ch- Chair Missing, Chair Missing. missing. Yep. Um, and thinking about those a lot. I uh, uh, this record, um, this newer band Spice, uh, who released their their album on I think it was on Relapse who was members of this band uh, ceremony. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually think this is a really cool record. What's the vibe of that one? I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't listened to it yet. (sighs) Um, how do I put it? It's, it's vaguely post punk, but still punk, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and I think there's people who would, like there's there's a way someone could easily dismiss this and say, oh, it's the singer of that band Ceremony, whose last two records have been like clearly in the post punk ish realm, doing something like that. But it doesn't have the same feel. It's mm-hmm. got a lot more guitar stuff going on, and um, it's an interesting record. I think it's 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 a punk record through and through to the more normal eared, but uh, but it's a fun listen. It's not. It's not all consuming or, or taken up too much. And I've really enjoyed that. Uh, what else have I been really listening to? Hmm. This is tough. Cause I don't have my phone in front of me to like do the reference. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Now, lots of stuff coming out. I mean, like, I feel like people, I thought there was going to be a big dip, you know, in COVID era for COVID era music, but it seems like people are just putting records out like, you know, fuck it, which cool. I mean, there's, there's sort of the sense, um, largely speaking that people are like, well, what are we going to do? Sit on our hands for two years because until we can tour, because there's a feeling that there's, you know, a lot of bluster about oh there'll be a vaccine by the end of the year and i mean here hold on let's shake the magic eight ball Uh, outlook not so good (laughs) so uh you know not to be debbie downer but people are just going you know what uh we recorded this record within the last eight months let's just get this out why are we gonna we're not gonna sit on it for two years let's let's get it out there and I know um, some artists who are kind of in that same boat right now. Yeah, um, it's been fun. I mean, it's it's actually been a, a good thing to see and to have people consume. Um, yeah. What about you? What are some other new music you've been digging into? So just a few things outside. I mean, honestly, the pod. You know, we listen to a ton of music. I so I know so it's, I- it's one of the things I've, I'm I'm biting my lip on a couple things because it's like oh, that's semi-pod related or that was specifically pod related and I don't want to, no yeah. spoilers here, you know? No, a few things come to mind though. There's a new uh, record by Autecker or I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's they're, they're a big electronic group. Um, this is like a bigger record. Okay. Um, it's called Sign. Um, okay. The group is spelled A-U-T-E-C-H-R-E, Autecker, Artecher. Okay. Um, Really cool. Just like if you're into like ambient electronic stuff, it's like I listen to a lot of shit like this, like while I'm working and stuff. It, uh, yeah, I, see, I, I like it a lot. Exactly. My conversation about jazz. This is, I, I like stuff for the, for, you know, it's almost like it feels demeaning to call something background music, but, but I don't mean that. Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, it's like, it's, it the sounds more valuable than anything, you know? Right. Right. But it's also like, you can have it as background, but you can also like take the deep dive headphones listen. And it's just, it's like just as interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, a record I've really enjoyed over the past and I actually just got in the mail, which is why it comes to mind is, um, Corriki, which is C O R I K Y. Yeah. Ian McKay's band with some other, I think DC folks. Um, and, uh, let's see, I think, yeah, let's see. Ian McKay, Joe Lally from Fugazi. Obviously, Ian was in that. Amy Farina, who was in the Warmers and was also in the Evens. Um, it's really a good... I mean, again, it's like this is punk for someone who doesn't know, but it's it's got an adult feel to it. I think you could listen to this and... Uh, nobody would be like, Hey, shut off that loud banging. It's got a real sensibility to it that is intelligent and thoughtful, but also kind of has a chip on the shoulder. So, um, you know, when you hear the singing, there's some real feeling behind it. And I, I, I'm really impressed with that. I actually sort of fell in love with the record over the summer and have had it on a pretty consistent, um, background and I connected to it more than I had um, any of the later Fugazi material or, or the band even. So yeah, um, I would strongly recommend it. I've actually been meaning to go back to that one. 
Yeah, a couple um, songs that really stand out, and then just as a whole record, it flows really nicely. It's it's you know I, I, we uh, we sometimes use the term it's very listenable, but yeah. um, <laughs> but that's how I feel, and I mean that in a really nice way. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah, this is something that you can put on and just listen, and it's like this is great, fantastic. You know, yeah, no, exactly. Music doesn't have to hold all of your attention all the time. You yeah. know, um, in in a similar conversation about that, and this will probably be my last entry. Uh, me and, and uh, a former guest Dave, and assuredly, some point in the future, we'll I'll have my friend Andy on, our friend Andy on, who we've known forever. Um, we had a conversation about the band Suicidal Tendencies, and we noted that they had six records since the year two thousand. We we were familiar with the title Freedom from nineteen ninety nine, and people I weren't familiar that one. Yeah, Suicidal Tendencies, hardcore punk, metal, thrash band uh, from L.A. who had a very, very popular album from 82, 83, something like that. And then kind of went crossover metal and did pretty well. Uh, Broke up for a little while in the 90s and came back in 99 with Freedom. But that, And we were all familiar with Freedom. Um, But we were not familiar with the following six records, Free Your Soul and Save My Mind. Uh, no Mercy Fool, The Suicidal Family, which turned out to be kind of a covers album. 13, World Gone Mad, Get Your Fight On, and Still Psycho Punk After All These Years. Uh, so what we decided to do was, since there was six of these records and three of us, we would each take two of them and uh, do the deep dive listen um, and then kind of review together. And we haven't gotten the chance to do the review. Let me just say that... Um, Free Your Soul and Save My Mind has, um, man, some funky bass. Let's just say funky (laughs) bass all over it. Somewhere between 311 and um, uh, Skank and Pickle. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting exercise, to say the least, because it's like, okay, this is a band that we all sort of love, and it's not even sort of. we, We just blatantly love but we we aren't familiar with six of their albums this is crazy so uh that was fun for sure it's fun when when you're a big fan of a band and then you just lose them for like a decade you know and then you go back i do that yeah yeah yeah. and especially as you get older because it's like at, at a certain age it can kind of break your heart if they go through a lot of like a we'll say a weird era yeah at this at this age it's more like oh that's interesting this record's terrible oh i Um, love it yeah it makes it more fun at this point yeah exactly um last two for me um just things i've been spending regularly there's a um a friend of mine is in a band called absent city um they were a brooklyn band um but now they're kind of an active, um, my friend is now a father, um, and moved back out to Berkeley where he's from originally. So, uh, he just put out a record though. Um, the band is called absent city. The record's called continue normal living. Um, it's really, really great. And it's one of those things that like, you know, I'm not just saying this cause he's my buddy. Like I actually like bought the record and have been spinning it regularly. Yeah. Um, it's uh, if you're into Yola Tango, if you're into like Galaxy 500 or any of that, mm-hmm. like that kind of lane of like 
you know, guitar pop, like jangle pop stuff, the clientele, the go-betweens, Luna, any of those bands. Um, this is like right up your alley. It's super good. Um, Very cool. And then another Bay Area band called The Umbrellas just put out an EP called The Maritime EP. Um, yeah, that's come across my radar. Yeah, it's only a few songs. I I was actually recommended to listen to it by um, my friend Henry in, in the band Absent City, but then also um, a buddy of mine that plays in a, another great band actually called Strange Passage, um, Andrew from, from uh, the Boston area. Uh, he recommended them to me because he had played with them out, out there. And they're like, again, like jangle pop, like really catchy. Yo, yeah, I, I have listened to this. Great. I've listened to this EP. It's fantastic. It's, it's really, really good. Like, it's like, if you listen to it once, it's stuck in your head for weeks. Yeah. You know, this is one of those things that I think I saw being somebody posting about it and what I'll frequently do. And this is like a, how to check out new music tips and tricks for people who feel like they might be missing out and stuff. When I see something like this and it's somebody whose musical taste I like, and it seems interesting to me, I screenshot it, grab it. And then later on, maybe it's later that day, later that week, later that month. I'm like, Oh yeah, let me go through those. I make a little list or, or if I get some time sitting in front of a computer on my phone, uh, I pop it on this record. This EP is awesome. Yeah. Strongly yeah. recommend it. I, you can get it at, uh, discontinuous innovation, There might be an easier way, but I just searched the umbrellas maritime EP. Yeah. Yeah. Highly cool. recommended. But outside of that, I mean, uh, we're getting to the end here, but let's talk through some of the records that we, uh, yeah, let's do we've that. Been recommendations for, and we can, we can maybe pick a few for future episodes. Let's do that. All right. Um, why don't you just, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth? You want to read the list? You want me to read the least list? So let's just read through and, you know, then I'll get your, I'll get your reaction on, on what you're thinking. Okay. So we got a lot for My Chemical Romance. Strong consider. Think it, think it makes sense. It's a big deal to a lot of people. Yeah, it's one we've we've heard a lot about, or we've heard a lot of uh, uh, requests for from the beginning. Yes. And it's like an obvious glaring omission for us that I don't think either of us are really familiar with either. So that'll I be mean, a fun one. Yeah, and I think it's, it's mostly our age slash... Yeah we were already invested in things before this was a thing. Yeah. Next one, Streetlight Manifesto. Heard surprising amount of people requested this because I I did not think this was going to be a popular one, but here we are. Huge band, huge. And um for the uninitiated, I, it's kind of the follow-up project from the band Catch 22. So if we have any ska punks out there, they're probably familiar. Um would consider it I've heard a lot and I'm largely unfamiliar. Cool. Next one, dead guy specifically fixation on a coworker, I think is the big one that we get recommended. To. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good one. How familiar are you with dead guy? So I'm a big fan. I mean, I like him a lot. Um, yeah. so it would be fun. Um, okay. but we have a yeah, lot of, we have a lot of kind of like hardcore punk related, records um so i want to space those out a little bit but yeah exactly yeah it's kind of like the exercise is doing that stuff but also checking out other stuff i think dead guy might be a good one because for the people who are more into you know 
it almost is interesting. Like, is the dead guy listener the halfway point between overkill and Dillinger escape plan? Maybe. Good question. Save that for the episode. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, big one. E-Town Concrete. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is one where I actually, I was a huge fan of uh, the first LP, Time to Shine. You had the poster up in your room. A uh, big fan, dude. Yeah, um, I remember. And, and then uh, I, I would, dude, I was at the Warp Tour, maybe the second Warp Tour, I think. Uh-huh. And someone from the band was just walking around selling the new E-Town Concrete 7 inch that was called Fuck the World. Yep. And I was like, amped. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I will buy that. And uh, I still got it. I still love it. Um, but after that, I'm really not familiar. So I'd actually be more interested in covering like uh, the Renaissance. Have second you not heard? coming of the Renaissance. Okay. 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 No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything past. Uh, you have to be familiar with the song mandibles, right? I'm not. Oh my God. All right. Well, that <laughs> we're going to pick two records from yeah. this list. Like, like today on the episode, um, and you'll pick one. I'll pick one. That plays a factor. The fact that you don't know the song mandibles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Bouncy Souls is the next one. Lots of lots of requests for Bouncy Souls. Um, no real alignment on like what which record? album. I, th- I feel like a lot of people come in at a lot of different points for them. So very true. And it's it's I've actually uh, there's records that I think are like the ones the go tos, but you realize it's an age related question. Exactly. Like I thought it was going to be Maniacal Laughter or the self titled record. No, and, uh, it's just not. So it's just not. It's just not. I mean, over a certain age, those records are gold. But, but what I've found is Souls listeners follow them through the journey, and and you know, in a really cool and loyal way, are not precious in that way that some some artists or some fan bases can be. Where it's like, well, the new record's fine, but it's never going to be maniacal after. Like, there's people who are like. Oh yeah, this this record from two thousand eight is awesome. Best yeah. record they've done, you know. I, I I think it was actually no, I've seen them since then. But I saw them when I was living in San Francisco in like two thousand four, two thousand five, and uh, I think the record they had at that point was called Anchors Away. Yep. And there were almost bigger reactions for the songs off that record than there were like the classic songs that I knew. So yeah, yeah I, was was really thinking of the, I was thinking of the record, the gold record, which is on Epitaph. Yeah. And I mean, I know there's people who just ride for that record, like just love it. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who, who are big hopeless romantic fans. And that record to my memory was kind of, not a dud, but it was not seen the way that Maniacal Laughter or Self-Titled were. Yeah. So, you know, and, and there's people, I mean, how I spent my summer. Yeah, we, man, we might have to do something interesting with Bouncing Souls. Yeah, there's a lot of ground there's to cover more. there. Interesting. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read through this next. Let's do, yeah, let's go. Next let's bunch go and you, yeah. just, you just tell me what grabs you. So Skid Row, Lauren Hill, Human Remains, Bon Jovi, Blues Traveler. Uh-huh. Midtown, Danzig, Sam, Sam Hain. Okay. Kind of same category. Yeah. Joe Budden, uh-huh. Lifetime, uh-huh. Rorschach, and the Fugees. Okay. Um, of that group, for some reason, Skid Row's not calling my name right now. 
Lauren Hill feels like it would be really fun because Miseducation, yeah. like, uh, is a record I owned and really liked, but haven't revisited in quite a while. Um, Human Remains uh, feels, again, deep cut. That's going to be a deep cut to deep a cut. lot of people, but I yep. think it would be great. Um, bon Jovi is a must. we got to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. That might be one that would be fun to see if AP Mike wants to join us, actually. Sure. Um, Blues Traveler, I have a funny story regarding the time I ran into John Popper at a mall. <laughs> um, but it's not that funny. I just ran into him. Um, I didn't know they were a Jersey band. Whew, how could you not? I don't know. So it's that... Man, do, we have to do the classic Blues Traveler record. We can't pick the record after, right? Like, I mean... What if we did an A side, B side where we do the classic record and the record that came after? You know what I mean? We could do that. I'm all about getting weird and like not doing the popular record, but uh, I, I know, know that, I that's know. probably that's probably not what the people want to hear. Blues Traveler, I, I think we got to tread lightly. Let me pull this up real quick. <laughs> I mean, because then there's an earlier Blues Traveler record that's like that uh, we just can't we can't be fucking around with that. Oh my god, dude! I'm looking at Blues Traveler has a record a year from like. Oh God! Two thousand one, two, three, three, yeah, five, seven, God. eight, twelve. What the fuck? Wow! Um, so I had no four, idea. Oh, is this the way to do it? What is this? What is four slash one million people? Can't be wrong. Um. So there's four, which is the big Blues Traveler record, and then. They do like a big extended version in 95 and then a live record in 96. They have 13 albums. The There it is. Their follow-up to four is, I believe, Straight On Till Morning, which is like 97. So this is what we got to do for Blues Travelers. We got to do the hit record four and then the follow-up to that, which I believe is Straight On Till Morning, but we'll make sure that that's correct and talk about what went right and what went wrong because that's really fun. Because you sure you don't want to just dump jump straight to 2018's hurry up and hang around. Dude, I have I couldn't <laughs> there's nothing in this world I want to do less than hear the 2018 blues travel record oh, right man. now. Oh my god. I mean, here's the thing. Let's all right, let's play Spotify game real quick. Yeah. <laughs> You're not you don't have Spotify open, correct? Correct. How many monthly listeners does Blues Traveler have? Uh, I'm going to guess... Oh, does it look sad? 500,000. All right, I can't see it because I don't have my stupid phone. Um, oh, wait, here, maybe it's here. Um, but I'm doing it on my desktop. Well, let me tell you this. Since I can't tell you how many, <laughs> how many uh, monthly listeners they have. The top song is Runaround, clearly. Um, 61 million. Not crazy high. Let me just say that for this kind of hits. Uh, Hook, 49 million. Um, uh, And then they have a song, But Anyway, that's got 14 million. Then it drops right down to about 5 million. I'm willing to bet. Let's see this. Let's see if the float still works. I just pulled it up. Do you? What's the market? Yeah, so, so I guessed 500,000. They got 1.2 million. Oh, my God. That's shocking. Yeah. Here, hold on. There's a way. Okay. 
the 2018 Blues Traveler record. The first song on it has 290,000 plays. This is from 2018. So it's streaming era, so that should be capturing a pretty reflective amount on Spotify. As this works, the first track on, on streaming records always gets the most. The second track has 127,000. The third song, which is probably more like a single, has 192. But we're looking at a sub-200,000 stream, which means that this is not... Uh, this is not what we would call a, uh, a successful record here. 103, 97, 94. Ooh, when you get towards the end of the record, oh no, 41,000, 40,000. Oh, maybe this, <laughs> this song, Miss Olympus, has to be on a playlist or be something people like. 124,000. Oh, that's rough. So nobody's listening to Hurry Up and Hang Around. Jesus Christ. We might have more <laughs> listeners to the podcast than, than that record. Oh, all right. So I just – all right. We are going to do Blues Traveler at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, there. Middown, you got requests for this. I did. Um, your familiarity with them? Um, I mean, I, I know the name. I mean, they were kind of unavoidable yeah. at, a, at a point. But like uh, the music, I could only guess. I really have no idea. Same. Think it's probably worth it, but um, don't know about right now. Danzig, clearly Joe Budden. Joe Budden would be interesting. Yeah. Does it just mean we have to listen to a lot of the podcast, <laughs> radio show? Lifetime, so, a personal spot for both of us. Sure, yep. Oh, uh, you know what? Rorschach. Deep um, cut. Deep cut, but, but kind of strangely important in the like more modern, metallic... Uh, aggressive guitar music world fujis yeah that's a no-brainer all right from so that real, group so real quick one and i should pick one yeah go ahead. oh sure no i was just gonna say real quick on danzig samhain we got a friend of the pod john collins was was uh giving us the business over on instagram <laughs> yeah you know, saying that it's a real stretch that that one's from new jersey but you know what uh we make the rules so, so yeah, that's, true. It that's true yeah he he if you've heard Danzig talk, he hasn't forgotten he's from New Jersey. <laughs> uh, very specifically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's my question for you. Rollins Band, are they from New Jersey? Because I believe... They were living much, here, right? Much of the early band is from Trenton, Mercer County area, mm -hmm. and they were living here when they recorded uh, at least a couple of the early records. Yeah, that passes the test for me. All right. I, I like that. We'll, we'll consider them. So from that group of records we listed, you pick one and I'll pick one. Okay. And you get to go first. Let me think about this. I mean, I really do want to cover Lauren Hill and the Fugees. I think we're going to get to those regardless. Yeah, like, because... By the way, just because we're picking two right now doesn't mean we're not going to do a bunch of Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I think I'm going to pick E-Town. Wow. Simply based on your reaction to the fact that I haven't heard uh, that one song, Mandibles. Man, I'm so... All right, so don't listen to it now. But, um, I mean, yeah, obviously save this. But, yeah, we have to do... Um, I mean, just so you know, E-Town Concrete, uh, most listened to song is Mandibles, and it's double up on everything else. 
Sure. <laughs> and it is on the Renaissance. So the Renaissance is the record we're going to have to listen to. Cool. I had a lot of strong feelings and I thought I was going one way. And then I hit lifetime and said, nah, we, we owe it to ourselves and to, um, to the band and to our dude, Ari to do lifetime we should that's a band who's needs some respect put on that name so True. uh i think we should do lifetime and you can pick the record because i i obviously picked the e-town record for you so my favorites are hello bastards and jersey's best dancers i think okay there are a lot of people's favorites although that that last self-titled record they did gets a lot of attention people love it <sighs> i think some it's really good say it's, yeah I, I love it um some people say it's better than uh, Jersey Best Dancers or Hello Bastards, which is a hard thing for me to say, but it's like there's so much intrinsic, like sentimental value to those those two records, specifically Jersey's Best Dancers to me. But both Hello Bastards and Jersey's Best Dancers are right there. Um, I think between them, Hello Bastards might be a more fun record to talk about. I don't know; they're both really fun records to talk about. Yeah, I could go either way, but yeah, let's go with that then. Hello, bastards. Cool. Awesome. Um, and just so everybody knows, you know, we have a uh, we have a backlog, so we're you know we oh, have yeah. things in the works already. So we'll get to the these in a few weeks. So uh, you know, just know that we're working on it. Yeah, we're getting there. Thank you, everyone, again for for kind of doing this ride with us. It's fun. The feedback makes it more fun. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Let's 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 pull more, Pete. These those have been really fun. Yeah. And uh yeah, the hits keep coming. Cool. Thanks everybody. Um we will see you next week. Peace.